Welcome, sir. To the only motel in Flute Ridge. As I wonder if you could help me. If it's a room, yes, sir. Well, uh, I'm looking for the uh, Children of Jesus commune. Do you know what that is? Do I know where that is? Everybody within 10 miles around knows where it is. Uh, do you have someone out there? Yes, my daughter. Does she know you're coming? No, not exactly. And you'd better take a room, because they are not going to let you have that girl without a fight. They don't take to parents. Well, what do you mean a fight? Once they get him, they want to keep him. Now, I have a nice room, it has uh, air conditioning, and it's clean. And please, let me put you in touch with a man who can help you. There's a lot of men doing this. But this particular man, he knows all about them Jesus freaks. He will get her out. Well, I think that's a little premature if you just tell me where it is. Okay. About one mile north, take a right at the roadside stand. Uh, I'll save the dome room. You'll be back. Everybody, my name is Andrew, and I'm Mark, and you are listening uh, to a turkey-filled television movie night here in the turkey-fied turkiest month of the turkiest week of 2021. Yes, Andrew, gobble 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 gobble, 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 gobble. One, one of us, <laughs> one of us. Uh, Mark, I noticed you have a big spread there. You got uh, you got your I do, yeah. You got your your stuffing. I your got dressing. some green beans over there. No one's gonna touch that. Yeah, that's garbage. Throw that away. I have a mac and cheese casserole, which is really just mac and cheese. I've got the turkey. I spat it, um, and what? it's supposed what? to rest for two hours. What did you do to the turkey? I cut out the backbone and laid it flat. Okay, all right. So you butterflied it. That's two different things, but sure. Um, <laughs> but it's supposed to rest for two hours. The look of but, disgust that he gave me when I said that is something that I, I will but cherish I, but I for my it, entire I life. It out of, I pulled it out of the oven when it was dinner time, yeah. but no one's allowed to touch it for two hours. You have to let it rest. Everybody yeah. knows this about turkey. Absolutely. It's it's like a... Because everybody... What does everybody say when they have turkey? It's oh, dry. It's so moist. They say it's, it's so too, it's dry. Too, it's too moist. It, it literally comes you don't flooding out of my mouth. You have to let it rest for two and a half hours. Okay. So, how how um how should I defrost my turkey? I actually we're recording this on Saturday before Thanksgiving, so a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, but Mark has Andrew, the food. You said Mark would never tell. Mark has the food set out. He's been cook. He cooks one every single day, and then throws it all away. And then throws it all the away. Day. Yeah, it's disgusting. I can't. I can't look at it. But I have to Instagram the photos and then pick from the best one and be like, "Oh, Monday's Thanksgiving feast," and then I just trash it. <laughs> he tips the table over. His, that is his entire apartment is just covered in flies. He just leaves just, the food yeah, on the floor. Turkeys, and then I. I Put out one of those candles that scares away bugs so that I can Instagram two photos. Uh, I have a turkey in my freezer right now. How long should I defrost it? And how should I go about defrosting it if I want to prepare it for Thursday? How many pounds is this turkey? It is a 20 pounder. Good God. That's a big beefer. It's a big Are you boy. out of your mind? <laughs> what is science? What is science rod? I am, my God. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. I am now the destroyer of turkeys. We have we have to switch to we have to switch to uh, picture only mode so that I can do this. 
Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I just took off my glasses. Um, the president 20... is the pre- the a red phone is ringing somewhere in the Oval Office, sir. You're gonna want to see this. And, a twenty honest, pound turkey. Honestly, okay. So you need to defrost it. I'm guessing you're not going to brine it. Look, man, I bought the turkey. That was my, on the thing on my checklist to buy the turkey. Beyond is someone that, else cooking it. I'm we're we're taking the turkey. We're doing a friendsgiving out in Reseda. Temecula. Temecula. Yeah. I think it's Temecula. Temecula uh, is not the same as Reseda. Well, but. it's it's I don't look, I get in the car. They told me to buy a fucking turkey. All right, I'm buying a fucking turkey. <laughs> yeah. I bought a big, I bought a big boy because because I was told buy a 16 or 17 pounder. They don't really do 17, 16 or 17 pounders, it's usually 14 or it's 20. So I bought a 20. Should have got a 14. <laughs> I'll take it back. You always have leftovers. The We're goal gonna, should. I don't. It's there's going to be like 10 people there. They're not going to eat that much. Tur- if if all they were eating was turkey, maybe they would get through that whole bird. Anyway, it's in the freezer now and it was frozen already at the store. But if I want to defrost it to have it ready to go in the oven for Thursday, knowing I'm going to travel on Wednesday how should I go about defrosting it? That's my question to you. My answer to you is what time are you? It's all, it all depends on times. Okay. Here's what you do. You take it, you take the bird out of the freezer when you're going to leave. You put it in the back seat of your car. You don't put it in the trunk. You don't put it in the front seat. You put it, you put it in the driver's seat. You put it in the back seat. <laughs> put it in the back seat of your car. You drive to location. Once you get you there, bury it, bury it, dig a hole. You got to <laughs> dig a hole. All right. Once you get there, you have to put because because it's a big old boy. You're going to think I'm joking right now, but I'm not joking. You have to put it in the bathtub and you have to run cold water over it for at least two hours. Just a straight flow of cold water for two yes. hours. Yes, that is the most efficient way to bring it to temp. But what if I want to just slow, slowly defrost it over the course of several days so it's raw and cold? If but you not, not no, if you if you bring it, if you do that, the ice crystals are gonna start evaporating, and your bird is gonna get watery. All right. You want to bring it back to temp as quickly and as gently as possible. The best way to do that: steady stream of cold water. Well, it's an Airbnb, so I'm not paying for the water bill. So yeah, let's let's get, let's get nuts. And I can, but it'll defrost if I show up when, mid Wednesday. Or I show up evening Wednesday. It'll well, you're going to be driving for how many hours? I don't know. Where's Reseda? It's like two hours. Is away. it Reseda or is it Temecula? It's Temecula. <laughs> it's like two and a half hours away because there's going to be holiday traffic anyway on that Wednesday. We're going to obviously be listening to this cur- this conversation currently yes. in the car uh, as, as you glance do. back over your shoulder. Like, how that didn't bird- I didn't I say that that funny? like that bird's still cold? It's it's, it's, it's too cold. It's me at a drive-through in a Jack in the Box drive-through with this turned all the way up. Yeah, like, sir, hold on, hold sir, on. You gotta turn the podcast down. I gotta turn down my podcast, but let me know what you think before I turn it down. So you want double? You want double French fries? Yeah, give me Cherry's Jubilee, and that's it. All right, Cherry's <laughs> Jubilee. Uh, you got any money? Give it to me. Give it to me. 
All right. So I don't have to I don't have to pull the bird out and I shouldn't pull the bird out on Monday and just slow go it for a couple of days. Are you this, out of your mind? I'm no. asking the question that how do you think I call the like you call the butterball line? You'd be a terrible butterball line associate where somebody I don't need you to like, tell me that like, I've already been fired from that job. They're like, should I rub it in butter? And you're like, hey, go to hell, you motherfucker. <laughs> you don't deserve a bird. Put it in the take trash can right now. Take, take, take it, it back. back. Take it back right now. If you don't take it back, I'm showing up to your house and I'm going to take it from you to take it back. That's that's you. That's you, Fred. Yes, that's me. I'm asking the question. You're be, you're the one being insulting. Oh, yeah. I'm the bad guy. No, don't. Do right, not. Don't take it. So under no transport it, transport it frozen, defrost it at the place at as location. opposed to defrosting it now yes. or at some point before I travel. Yes. Got it. There's going to be a lot of cold carryover in the back of your car. It'll be safe for two hours. When you get to location, run it under cold water. That will defrost it. That's right. much, much better than having it travel at temperature got it right. unless you have like a gigantic i don't i don't have a cooler or if you had a gigantic cooler then you could drive it in that condition but you don't so please please frozen in my backseat not in the trunk what if i have like one of those soft shell coolers can i put it in that and then put that in the trunk yes okay you're saying you don't want it to soak up any smells or anything in the trunk is that what i don't saying? want any of that to, well the bigger issue is ac doesn't run to the trunk of your car i see so you're while you're driving the trunk of your car can especially in la given the indian summer that we've had your the trunk of <laughs> excuse me <laughs> let's let, let our affiliates know <laughs> okay all right <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. We all, we all make mistakes. You're going to cut that. You're going to cut that. You have to cut that. Uh, I understand what you're saying and I appreciate, I appreciate it. Thank you. Your that's trunk, all, that's your all your trunk can easily be 115 degrees for the entirety of your drive if and it will never if, cool. If you're cold, they're cold. So let them in. That's what so you're bring saying. the turkeys bring, in, bring them in. <laughs> all right. Well, there's your Thanksgiving check-in. Uh, and then after that, got to put up the Christmas tree, get ready for Xmas, ladies and gentlemen. But that's, that's Andrew, when do you defrost your Christmas tree? Oh, that's, that has been in my, uh, convection oven for, I would say a good three weeks now. Yeah. I want to bring that thing out. It's almost hot. (laughs) I got to reset the egg timer because I look in there, but then, cause you want to look at it, but I don't have a window on my oven, but as soon as you open it, as soon as you open, it changes the whole temperature. And I'm like, it's not going to be done. It's not going to be done yet. Uh, but Christmas is not for a while. We're talking Thanksgiving specifically. No, we're not talking Thanksgiving. We're talking television movies. Now that's that's that's, you, that's transition. We're talking about questions as well. This is our questionable month of movies here on Television Movie Night. We're talking about television movies whose titles are questions. It's obvious. It's simple. It's it simple. makes sense. It's simple. We, I know we had a bunch of ideas on the board. We went with this one. No one's, so everybody's going to say, what was November 2021? What was the topic? And they're going to be like, well, the obvious one. Questions. Questions in are, titles of TV movies. It all makes sense. That's what it's going to be. It's a little hack, but, you know, they got to get it out of the way. 
because people have been asking for it. That's the real issue. Uh, last time we watched, uh, shocking, isn't it? No, <laughs> isn't was, it shocking? Is that was also before? No, what was it? No, uh, the last, the last thing we watched was, isn't it shocking? With isn't Alan it shocking? Alda. Yes, and uh, but before that, what did we watch? Tarantulas. Yeah, before that, we watched another horror thing. <laughs> did you, have wait, you been to wait, rehearsal? I, I'm sorry. I thought we did another question here. I didn't know. This, so this is the second one. Excuse me. I've been there have been nothing but plastic tree fumes in my apartment for almost a month. All right. I am high as a almost. kite right now. <laughs> About six more weeks and it'll be it'll, it'll be, be perfect. Oh, my God. Beautiful. The right? little pin has popped out already, but you like to go a little bit past I like that. To, I like to I like to be crisp. I like I like a little crisp to it. I want to hang an ornament on it. Just have it shatter in my hand. <laughs> this week we watched a, a film entitled Can Ellen Be Saved? <laughs> yes, the people at Warner Brothers. The answer is no. Aye. 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 <laughs> Final season, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call. Enjoy well, the uh, root beer and hot dogs because they're going away, baby. That was that's not her. And you fucking know it. <laughs> that is not her. I could have swore it was her. That is the Bonnie Hunt show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't remember, a handful of years ago, Bonnie Hunt, beloved American actress, Bonnie Hunt from the Jumanji films and the Cars series. Incredibles? And no, she's not in the Incredibles. It's Holly Hunter. Oh, God. Now I feel like an ass. Uh, She was in uh, she had her own talk show that was through Telepictures, which is the Warner Brothers uh, arm. Same with Ellen. All right. So I was close. A couple seasons of it. Yes, but she the big thing is she gave out hot dogs and dad's root beer uh, to her audience because she's from Chicago. And that was those were things that she really enjoyed. And so she would give them out to the the audience. And I took my mother and my stepfather to a taping and they got those things. And then they also got a picture with her. She was very nice. Okay, Ellen, on the other hand, forces her audience to just writhe in place. Dance. For 17 hours, it's everybody like dance now. It's uh, you know, we're gonna speak about cults here, so it's it's a good prep for this. But when I went to that a taping of the Ellen show, it was yeah, it was they were like, if you sit, you don't love Ellen. And I'm like, Well, I I love Ellen. I, <laughs> but I must love Ellen. <laughs> I'm dancing, so I must love Ellen. All right, can Ellen be saved? Question mark. Well. What do you know? Mark, Can Ellen Be Saved? premiered on ABC on February 5th, 1974 in their Movie of the Week franchise. This was starring Leslie Nielsen. Andrew, I already said this to you off mic. Yes. On mic. Uh, this cast is stacked. It's a it's this a st- cast is amazing. When I was watching the opening, when I was watching the opening credits, I was like, "Oh my god! Oh wow! Yes!" And and it's featuring Dear with god. special guest star. Well, this has got Leslie Nielsen, of course, from the Naked Gun series, Airplane, Forbidden, Forbidden Planet. Planet. 
uh, all sorts of stuff. He's in serious mode here, but you can, this is, this is the thing. Airplane, and I think a lot of people our age thinking Naked Gun, that's a comedic actor. No. Nope. He's a straight man put in comedic scenarios. That's, that's why what makes he, it that's funny. That's why he worked in Airplane. That's why he worked in the Naked Gun. All right. He was, that From the files of police Uh Catherine Tannen. Also in this, from Jag and the original Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Michael Parks, who I believe we've talked about before on this show. I couldn't pin down what we've seen him in, but... Michael Parks was in The Bees, The Deadly Swarm. Oh, that's right, yes. Uh, but Michael... he is a amazing, amazing actor who was in a ton of really great movies in the 50s. He had a resurgence through Tarantino, where he t- popped up in a bunch of movies more recently since the Kill Bill franchise. Yes. But he is so perfect. He is really great Yes, in Michael this pa- movie. Michael Parks, uh, Kill Bill, Planet Terror, uh, Death Proof. Antlers. Uh, he's also in a bunch of the new newer Kevin Smith films that he's doing, yes. like Red State and Tusk. Yes. And those kind of things. Also starring. But he was in he was in like three of the best episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents back in the 50s and 60s. Well, this is what this is why Tarantino went after him, because he knew like that. He, you know, he had that sung 50s, his 60s, 70s pedigree. He was. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. Just much so great. like um, Robert Forrester, like Jackie Brown. Yeah, exactly. Uh, John Saxon. John Saxon. Saxon wonderful. Saxon. Yes. Not Saxton. Saxon, he's Saxon. In, he's the dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. He returns in Nightmare, uh, New Nightmare, the New where Nightmare. he plays himself. Yes, it's a great performance. <laughs> I love that movie. I adore that movie. Andrew knows this about me. My favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movies are the ones that everybody else is like that one. The second one, right? That's the one you sing the praises of. I I adore the second one and New Nightmare. I think is an absolute <laughs> atre- achievement. Look, uh, Scream did really well, so they said let's do that. No, it be it predates, it, it predates Scream. Scream. Wow. All right. Okay. They he said, said everything he was going to say in Scream before and better. Mm-hmm. Sorry, then, I'm getting then, all then, amped then, up. The second about one, John Saxon. The second one is a coming of age uh, gay story. Yes, that happens it, to it have happens a dream to also demon. Have Freddy Krueger in the background, right? Uh, uh, John Saxon, of course, also in um, Enter the Dragon. Yes, he is. He plays the Johnny Cage role. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful performance. Wonderful actor. Love him. Andrew, this movie also has the great American hero. I forget the character. I forget his real name. Say his name. Say his name. Bob, I think. Uh, well, that's his character's name here. Yeah. The greatest American hero is what you're Greatest American hero. William Katz is who you're really thinking of. I recognize this man purely on his tight, curly blonde hair. And he showed up and he was so happy in this movie. And I was like, that's the guy from that show I watched on FX when I was a little kid. That's right. That's that's right. This is directed by Harvey Hart. Who is a one of these directors has just got a thousand different credits guy. Um, He's He's a guy. We love him very much. He's 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 
You know, he's always he's just doing stuff. He's he always, had both a so, birth certificate and so a death busy. certificate. He's always so, so what busy. What else do you want? Bunch of movies, but also for television, uh, directed a bunch of Columbos, which that's how you can tell. I love Columbo. That's a pedigree. Also directed a lot of episodes of Peyton Place. Yeah. This was written by Emmett Roberts, who, according to IMDb, only has one other writing credit, and that's a teleplay for an episode of Wagon Train. Oh, I like Wagon Train. Yeah, Wagon Train feels very much like uh, one of those, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood shows. Yeah, I think that I, yeah. Um, Where it's like, I don't know what it, I don't know what the plot exactly was supposed to be, (laughs) but it took place in the Old West and we could have whatever actor we needed in it. Yeah, Branded. 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 Bulk of the series is what Emmett Roberts wrote. <laughs> Does he still write? Uh, oh, no. Let's be saved. He's been dead for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of your work, sir. Mark, before we start. What Ellen, can Ellen be saved? Especially in the later years. <laughs> You're killing your Ellens. All right. Is this your Ellen? Is this is this your can this can this be saved? We know she can be saved. Well, well, Rick Emmett is stonewalling us. All right. (laughs) Before we start, uh, did you think Ellen could be saved? I thought she could. At the start of the movie, I was like, we're going to see Ellen get saved. I I I don't know. I took the under on this. By the end, (laughs) by the end, I, I was not so sure. The line was five and a half points. So I took the under on Ken Ellen be saved. I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't think they could cover it. I just, I was like, I, I've seen Ellen in past seasons and I was like, can't do it. Not Doesn't this time. have it. I know she That's, had a great off season. She, they, she was in there and she, you know, she was a free agent. They picked her up, but I just don't, I, I don't think she has it in her that her best years are behind her. All right. I don't think she could be saved. If she could be saved, she would have been saved they would earlier. Have, they would have re-signed her. If you have to ask the question, you already know the answer. Mm. No. That's true. Act one. Let's dive in. It's a lonely pier. I'm assuming Santa Monica. As a person enters a telephone booth. She dials a number. We will not know who she was calling. <laughs> but time, whoever she calls they don't pick her time and temperature she's like it feels chilly but i, I don't it's cold. do i need a sweater do i need a jacket uh do i need frank do i need so yeah she do calls the 310 number they yeah. say it just kept ringing nobody picked up your collect call has not gone through do you want to do anything else and she just hangs up the phone and leaves the booth she walks over to the uh railing of the pier and uh, she got, uh, ladies and gentlemen, she got pills. All right. She opens up some pills and I'm looking and I'm like, all right, yeah, she's got uppers, some yellows. So uppers, downers, see her. so red that, caps, that'll bring you right. That'll clamps. bring you right down. You want you want to get up. You want to get up and you want to get down. You want to level that out. All right. Level that out. So I was like, all right. You don't want to be too low. What is it? It's 6 a.m. So, all right. You're coming down. You're coming down a bit. So uh, <laughs> get some uh, WMDs. Maybe just one. Take just one. Some Mike and Ike's. Take, take, take one quick. Take, take one and a half. Just cut one. And then just, you know what? Take two. Take two. Take two. Just, just take two. Take two mellow yellows. You'll be fine. Uh, but then you want to 
30 minutes later, you're going to want to take another one. All right. Well, you'll take two, you'll take two mellow yellows as you walk to a trash bin to sleep under. Yes. Once you get to the trash bin, take another one. Yes. We fade back uh, to find that Ellen uh, is at home. We cut. There's some cutting around here. It's a non-linear storyline, which I find bold and advanced for 1974 television movie, in my opinion. But I actually really dug this format. Yes, we're jumping around in the time frames here. We, we're, we've cut back to the past. We find that Ellen is talking. It's, it's only because of the MCU that I'm able to really comprehend and understand <laughs> multiple timelines. I'm like, so so Willem Dafoe's here now. So that means we're, that means we've got the old Spider-Man. That's so, but but also uh, Iron Man is the snap hasn't happened yet. So it it hasn't. So with us, so that means we're after we're after Endgame, but before Black Widow. So that's that's cool that we're we're finally we're finally going to be able to see the evolution of Kingo the way it's meant to be. That's the only way I can understand this because I barely have a brain. I know, but I know what Kingo's up to at this time. Are, is Kingo going to... I have a question in the background. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. go, Sir, yes, go ahead. Is Kingo going to come into his own in season two <laughs> of The Eternals? <laughs> I really feel that... You know, I'm, I'll say it. I really feel that Kingo... We're going to see a lot of changes from Kingo this season. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> just firing a gun into the air. People just punching each other. He said it! He said Kingo's gonna do a thing. He's going through changes. Ellen's parents knock on the door. I'm sorry. Yes, Leslie Nielsen and uh, another actress. I don't necessarily know her name. Her mother, the dad and the mom. Leslie Nielsen is the father. Uh, her parents are stern. They also seem like they kind of stink. They're they're like stuffy and overly formal, but also seem like they that Ellen is a bit of a They're greatest generation parents. They're like, you're going to go to college. You you're have to do yes, this. We paid for you to go and do this. And now you get to go and do this. All right. So go do it. Be grateful. Uh, they want her to go back to school. It seems like Ellen's been having some tough times at college and she has come home for a couple days because she's just burnt out. She just doesn't have her head on straight. Ellen, however, says, look, it's not the school's fault. I just don't fit in there. I don't understand it. I just don't feel right at this university. And it's probably the people because they all suck. I mean, the facilities are wonderful. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. (laughs) We've got a a study hall where all I do is sit and read. And then we've got a, a delicious cafe where I eat just gross chicken nuggets and I stuff my face and I gain 35 pounds. Yeah, I, I show up and I'm like, they got grilled cheeses here every day. My goodness, nothing can go wrong from this. And then I feel like absolute dog shit. All right. Well, Ella doesn't feel like she fits in much like this conversation inside this podcast. Yeah, let's there's all of this. only one month left in the term. So Leslie Nielsen says, Let's just write it out. He says, let's play the percentages here. I already paid for one semester. That is four more weeks. And then so you can please fuck off with your. You can get the point. You can get the credits. You can go to a, 
uh, JC for two years, but you have the credits and those accrue. And then you can go back and do that. And I haven't wasted $25, which is what what college college education used to cost in 1974. So all that's all you got to do. You just got to write it out, take the credits, put it in your pocket. I know it sucks, but whatever. Look, I, I, a stern father. I, this is as much advice as you're going to get from me for the entire rest of your life. Back at the pier, two churchos. Unless you, unless you have to pick me up from the VFW in which I tell you about when I was in Dresden for in 1942. I killed a guy and never told anyone. He was uh, on our side and it was an accident. <laughs> I dressed him up in a Nazi uniform. He was a very nice Frenchman and I killed him. Back at the pier, two, two, two ladies of the church, not nuns, but these are like, these are our uh, child. Well, yes, they're, they're, uh, they, they're very excited about that. Jesus fellow though, they show up and they knock the pills out of her hands, which I'm like, what if those have been like, uh, you know, something to it's my down. diabetes or something <laughs> like that. They knock him right into the water and they say they want to talk to her about Jesus. You don't need that anymore. You got Jesus. And she's like, I, uh, my, I'm a diabetic. My, my uh, pancreas <laughs> tends insulin to uh, say otherwise. They ask her if she wants to be happy, free, and at peace. And it's like, well, sure. How about you go to hell? <laughs> do you accept? Do you reject Satan and all of his evils? Sure. Sure. <laughs> meanwhile there's a bus that shows up and everybody's happy and singing and shit and god said to noah there's gonna be a floody floody rain came down and made it all muddy 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 muddy. get those animals out on the arky arky look they're singing and stuff and it's already me it means the viewer making me uncomfortable Here's it's people happy, which is let me, let me just say this. This is the thing that I love. This is the thing that I adore about this movie. Yeah. This isn't my favorite movie that we've ever watched, but there are elements in, in it that I do adore. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop the entire time where I'm like, all right, what's up with these fucking Jesus freaks. Are yeah. they are they going to drug her? Yeah, they, where's gonna, the where's the herbal LeBaron story in all of this? Yeah, are they going to mess her up? Are they going to make her kill someone? And it's like, no, they're just happy. They're and happy, they love Jesus. And they really love Jesus and they seem like they are just trying to spread that word to make to other people point, happy to a point. Uh and I'm like, no. No, I don't like it. <laughs> so they're trying to pull Ellen into this. They basically found this woman who, uh, by all intents and purposes, was probably tr- trying to attempt suicide on the pier there. She, we find out later that she was attempting suicide. She was considering suicide. So they have pulled her into this bus and they're like, don't worry. We're going to we love Jesus. And we love you. And look, you're going to you're, you're going to find a much better life with us. The bus people. We fade back, however, to Ellen. We see a shot of Ellen in school. Which she meets up with Bob, greatest American hero, the greatest American hero, who gives her the business. He's like, hey, man, haven't seen you around. Thought you dropped out. I did the same thing. Almost. I was all up on that dope. But then I got high on Jesus. On Je- <laughs> She's like, oh. oh, I thought this was going to go. Uh, thanks. 
Next. Pass. Thank you. Hard pass. Gonna gonna default. Thank, but I appreciate it. I see no, what that's you're cool. trying to say. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. On the bus, Ellen looks about Ellen looks like me in all of this because it is like the most joyous scene of these people singing spirituals and church hymns. Uh, I'm sorry. What are you looking for? No, that's you. That's you. Like, oh, oh, I'm so, yeah. um, this is, uh, is this the what kind of mileage are we getting on this? Is this the express the local. Cause I what got, are we talking about here. I, I want to get cross town. Uh, she looks apprehensive because she's like oh, kind of blew by that yellow back I've, there, man. Uh, I, you I had plenty of time to stop. Seems irresponsible. Because again, everyone's happy on the bus, but she is not. They show up at the Manson house. <laughs> it is not the Manson. It's not, it's house. not the Manson house, but they show up at a. But it's supposed to be the Manson house. It's basically a giant mansion complex. It's a compound. Yeah. That's that's the children of Jesus or whatever it is. Uh, they show up lots of hugs because they've already they've brought in a couple more rubes into this. They're told as they walk into the mansion, there's no one's forced. We're not forcing you to stay. All right. You ain't got to stay. Well, you can you go leave any time. Look, the, the door's right there. You can head on out. But I just want to let you know, Jesus, he wants you here. Therefore, also, it's a 60 mile you. walk to town. And there, there are dangerous wolves. A lot of dogs, a lot of bees, and this used to be a landmine range. So just, <laughs> but you can aware. leave anytime you want. Anytime you want. All right. But there's a lot of unexploded weapons. Uh, also, we're gonna need everything out of your pockets. I mean, everything. Everything. Uh, we're talking birth control pills, uh, epipens, uh, whatever you got. You Normal got, pens. <laughs> I'll say I'll take those too. I. I love them. I love the more pens, the little clicky, the little clicky yeah, noise. That yeah, makes me feel I, nice. makes, I like doing that, but they take all the possessions of everyone at the door. Joseph, the head churcho in charge, shows up to pray. Joseph is Michael Parks. Michael Parks. Lots of fire and brimstone in his sermon, which I feel like I'm like, you got to get the you're going to get more flies with honey than vinegar, my friend. No, no, no. Who wants not? Who wants vinegar? <laughs> who wants a bunch of flies? You got to come out and give them the hits. Yeah, Andrew, get it. come out right? swinging. Look, you will be in hell. You will be dead and in hell unless you accept us. Jesus wants you to accept him into his heart. We want you to accept this into your heart, too. But here's the deal. Damnation! Everybody, something, something. everybody outside of this compound wants you to go to hell. Everybody here loves you and wants you to have everlasting life. Yeah. So unless you're a dummy or a dumb, dumb dummy, yeah, you dumb, dumb idiot, you you're gonna leave. just hang out with us. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to? Why don't you want to be? Why would you not want to be on the winning team? That's my question to you. And everyone seems to buy this. They say, yay, except for like, Yeah, the Jets suck. <laughs> Bunch of bums. I'm switching over. I'm now going to be a, a Arizona Cardinals fan. Is that right? Dart Dodgers? Asterix. <laughs> 
He asks everyone who's new to come on up, which this would have immediately been like, I don't, I don't want to do this. this I don't is, like doing this. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, I barely, I barely like it when the waiters sing happy birthday to me at a restaurant. I don't, I don't like it when the waiters ask me what I want to eat. Yeah. I don't, I'm always whatever, whatever everybody else is having. I'll text you. I'll text you. What's every, what is everybody else having? Water and bread? That's great. I love that. Yeah. That's fine. That's me. Uh, they, she, he starts laying hands on them and he says, eat, drink and be merry or something, something, something. Ellen seems still unconvinced on this. However, Joseph talks with Bobo er, later and brags about the fact that he's got two new cars now. And he got some cash at the door when he emptied everyone's pockets. So no one is, they're not necessarily high on Jesus. I mean, some of them are. But the real top brass here knows where the the bread is buttered. I I guess, but at the same time, like they're getting such little money at the door. Yes, Joseph has bought his own bullshit up to a point, but he realizes that like he's like I still have to I'm be a not, part of the capitalist. I'm not going to go hungry on this. Yeah, no. Joe, however, is worried that Ellen might be tough to convert. Because she seems standoffish, and he's like, "Um, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna try and sleep with her, but I don't love anything. Uh, <laughs> kind of, I'm kind of just waiting for Super Smash Bros to come out so that that could be my identity." And they're like, "Oh God, this is rough. This is real rough." Later that night, in the girls' dorm at the uh, the mansion, the girls bother her at night. They wake her up and they say, Ellen, Ellen, have you accepted Jesus into your heart yet? What? Yes. Fine. Yes. Yeah, I love sure. Him. I, love, I love him. He's I, the best. Like, he could do me anytime. <laughs> Good night. Let me sleep for Christ's sake. Fuck at three in the morning. I, I have to go pick lettuce heads tomorrow. She said Jesus is in her heart now. Let's sing. She's like, fuck. God. <laughs> What if I said no? Can I sleep if I say no? We would have sang a different song, but at the same volume. (laughs) She says she wants Jesus. She says, look, man, I I want I want what you got. I but I just don't feel it yet. Because we cut to a local party in college where Ellen is flirting with a guy. This is a flashback to a college party. She's flirting with a guy and she she like gives him the signs. She's like, let's go upstairs. I want to talk privately. They go upstairs thrown to, down base. <laughs> he's thrown back mid range. It's look, they, they seem like he's got what just, she needs more than just friends. All right. He's he's, but he's not, it's, he's not going to buy that. All right. They go upstairs to the pool room and she's like, it's drafty in here. Why don't you, uh, why don't you close that door? Like, mm-hmm. all right. All right. So the signs seem to be thrown. She's 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 giving him she's giving him fastball. She, she's like, he's like, no, cut, cutter, cutter. I want the cutter. Like, fastball, fastball. So they start making out, getting a little kissy, kissy. Sure, they're college kids. They do this. Yeah, this is what happens in college, is what I'm told. 
Uh, <laughs> my RA told me many yeah, times this is or, what's going to happen. And I was like, are you sure? During orientation. Yeah. It's like, uh, excuse <laughs> in the pamphlet, it said that we would be able to get kissy kissy on whoever uh, at, at certain parties. And, and, and it, it, it is, it is now sophomore year and that has not happened yet. I, I assure you it will happen to most of the people <laughs> in this room. I'm looking through the pamphlet. And I see the asterisks above it. I'm like, fuck. Am I me. most of the people? They got me in their legal mumbo jumbo. <laughs> I think you know you're not. I think you know you're not. Well, considering that you've showed up to a freshman orientation to air your grievances. <laughs> <laughs> she starts smooching on him. But then at a certain point, she's like, look, man, I can't do this. And she says she wants to. She's like, look. I'm feeling it. I'm down to, to bang, but for some reason my head ain't on straight and I just don't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't I don't do it. I can't put them together for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with me. The guy's like, man, you crazy broads, you chicks always with your head games. He brushes her off and gives her the business. And it's like, eat shit guy. Like she got, she got problems. Yeah. Uh, back at the dorm, Ellen still feels a little bit mixed up. She's like, I want to accept Jesus, I guess, but these fucking ladies are just going to keep singing at me. Everybody's <laughs> being weird. I don't, that's look, I thought I was the weird one. And now I understand that. No, I'm the normal one. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph later leads, uh, some more shit asking the people how much of the Bible they've, uh, memorized, how much of the passages of the Bible they've memorized because, the commies when the commies when the when the old, commies are gonna come and burn your bibles when the reds come out of the woodwork and take your bibles and burn them you gotta know them in your head like fahrenheit 451 all right it's <laughs> like i know i know two two chapters of genesis but all <laughs> of uh who moved my cheese <laughs> He's like, good. That's good. That's right. good. I like that. I like that. We'll use that's that. Smart. You're thinking outside the box. Uh, Joseph then makes Ellen read a passage about no one about loving no one above God. Basically, a passage in the Bible that says, "Look, God is that's look at the food chain. We're looking at the pyramid here, right? You got grains, you got the carbs at the base, grains at the base. Then you got your your greens." Then you got meats, dairy, and then at the top, God. All right. <laughs> you don't love any other food above God. Sugar is also there. Sugar <laughs> is next to God. But yeah, that's obvious. Obviously, obviously. If you've ever eaten a, an Edie's ice cream cone, you know how heavenly You know, it is. it's delicious. <laughs> it's called angel food cake for a reason. And she's looking around. She's like, I Am I? I can't be the only one. This is the weirdest food pyramid I've ever. So wait a minute. So I need. And she's to like, eat. she's like, I thought, I thought it was like a plate. Now it wasn't a pyramid anymore. Do so I need go, to eat? Can we go back to that? Pieces of bread. That seems like a lot of bread. Two celery stalks, six apples, and I have to eat a whole Ben and Jerry's. But in order to love God, and they're like. Yeah. And that's um, that's per meal. That's for breakfast. Um, um. <laughs> you gonna eat your beans? <laughs> oh, get him out of here. No, get him this out of here. This is weird. I don't we like told, it. We told that guy, no, get out of here. Uh 
basically also, but, but the passage also says that there is no earthly father. There's no earthly mother. The only father that a person has is God. All right. Yes. Keep that in mind. Fathers are only Kingo. All right. <laughs> only will be Kingo. Only have been Kingo. Our Kingo who art in the theaters. Hallowed be thy name. Yes. Like Kingdom in IMAX. Like Kingdom come. <laughs> thy will be done in IMAX or Disney Plus at or some two, point. Two real D theaters throughout the US, I guess. <laughs> if you want to see it in D box where the, the seat shakes, you can do that too. Every time Kingo shows up, everything it just everything vibrates. Yeah. Ellen wants Jesus. She says, give me that. Give me uh, Give me that Jesus. She says, I'm if it'll I'm shut thinking, you I'm assholes up for Jesus. one minute so that I can get an hour of sleep, I'll take your Jesus. She says, fine, I'll take your Jesus. But she feels held back. Some Churchill comes up to her and says, look, you know what that means? You know who's holding you back? Your family and your loved ones. Get them yeah, out of your life. Right. You got to renounce them. I know you haven't seen them in like three months or however long you've been here. But you got to cut the cut your losses, get rid of the driftwood, renounce them, and then Jesus will come a knocking. He'll come a courting. We cut back to college where Ellen has come in after her date. Yeah. Quote unquote date, whatever that in- interaction in the pool room was. She makes a big scene because it seems like she wants to talk to someone. Her roommate is Mark in this circumstance. All where, right. All right. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Wearing just, a big sleep mask. Just sleep being, mask, big thing of ice. Being like, look, man, I was up all night watching Mr. Science Theater 3000. All right. It's like, yeah, yes. It's Aunt, Andrew pops in and is like, look, I, I really need to talk. And I'm like, oh, God. And I just drink a just a whole gallon of water i'm like oh that's so good that's so good you ever i tell you i tied one on last night i was watching uh hercules versus the captive women i watched i watched a mitchell oh my god oh boy and then i regret everything i did last night because when that mitchell was over i just watched another mitchell i was like I got a Puma man in me and you know how I get. All right. Yeah. And then Andrew just kneels by my bed and he's like, you need help. We can help you. There are services in place. I know that you're scared of what the world looks like without a, without Crow, Tom and Gypsy, but it can be better. Uh, I start crying. The roommate is irritated with all of this because she's like, Look, man, I was up last night getting high and fucking. All right. All right. And I guess that makes me public enemy number one. Because Ellen gets uncomfortable with this. She starts like getting changing her clothes and the roommates like every time I bring up either sex or drugs, for some reason, you get all bent out of shape. Her roommate says your parents did a real number on you. And I don't want you to be like them. You want to? Yeah. Be your own person. Do your own thing. You don't want to be like your mom, your dad, your your other family members. I don't know. I, I, they seem like nice people. I, I saw him helping you move in some weird priest guy that you're going to meet later. Yeah. You don't want to be like him. You don't, you don't want to, uh, you want to have a suit that was given to you by aliens <laughs> and you're not allowed to expose your real identity. Is that what you want? She's like, no, I don't want to be like the greatest American hero. 
But the roommate also says, look, uh, I wasn't able to sleep well last night because of all the fucking because of all the drugs. Uh, give me some. Give, so give me my need, sleeping pills. So I'm going to need more drugs. Uh, yes. She asked uh, Ellen to give her. Some in this sense, I am like this character and that she's like, look, I had too many uppers and the sex. So now I need to bring it way down. I need to come on down. Just, just, I'm, I'm up. I'm up too high. All right. So, uh, I need six. I need six downers. And then if I stop breathing, <laughs> just kind of turn me on my side and it should be fine. Uh, but in terms of your downers, you're like, I guess, wild, wild world of Batwoman. I think Here it comes. That'll get Red me, zone that, Cuba. That'll get me where I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen pockets the sleeping pills in the process, which is presumably the pills that we saw with pills later. The beginning of the movie. This is pretty good, actually. Back at the commune, the church, the church shows there say they're the only family. We're family. All right. What's most important? Breakfast. Breakfast. Family. Act two. At the house, Drebin and mom are fighting about Ellen. They're like, she ain't called. Where is she? Where she's gone? She's always asking, where is Ellen? Can Ellen be saved? Just they don't know where she's at, though. They said, look, if she if she had been dead, the police had already been told would have told us <laughs> she's fine. If she was dead, we would have heard already. That's that is a legitimate argument that they make. And I'm like, I don't know. If that's true. <laughs> Gee, Leslie, the less we hear the better from our teenage daughter who no, seems to no have brain news, problems. No news is good news with her. Right now, let's go make another daughter. <sighs> look. I just flat out lost your Ellen, all right? <laughs> you're weirding me out. You hurt me, but you're a straight shooter. <laughs> and I respect you for it. Uh, yes, uh, Leslie Nielsen and mom fight, but but supposedly they've called the police. And they've already hired a detective that has found nothing, which... And what can you do? Also, that's great, too. It's like some detective just can't find this person. It's like, why did I... I it, wanted, sounds, it sounds like you and I took the case. We're like, yeah. yes, I wanted, I we'll wanted get, you. We'll get your daughter back. Don't worry about I it. I wanted it. I wanted a, a cutaway of you eating a big old hoagie, being like, oh, your daughter's lost. Yeah, I'll get her two hundred dollars a day plus expenses. But uh, also, my partner needs to be a part of it. And then I step forward, and I have two hoagies, one in each hand, and I'm like, I'll find your daughter home. <laughs> Home. I'm telling you, these expenses are going to get, they're going to run up. <laughs> it's a big case. <laughs> and, this and hot, the spicy Italian is not going to pay for itself. Leslie Nielsen leans over to the mom and it's like, see, in good hands. These guys, these guys know what's up. Oh, Look at oh, that Capicola. I spilled my au jus all over myself. <laughs> and I'm just sucking it out of my shirt. Back at the farm, Joseph says that Jesus is here. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I have, a, I have an announcement to make. Jesus. He's here, ladies and gentlemen. He's here. Yeah! <laughs> we got him. We got him. We booked him. <laughs> Everyone goes, he'll be here for 15 minutes and then he has to go. He is a hard out at 345, but he's going to be here. He's going to be here. He promised me. All right. 
everyone goes apeshit. They're like, oh my God. They all start speaking in tongues. They start falling on the ground. It's a real sight. Um, I was, I wish I felt a quarter of happy as these people seem like they feel right here. They're in a, they're in a, they're in a lettuce field, just losing their minds. And if I was there, I would be like, we need that lettuce. That is that's <laughs> how we it's eat wilting on the vine every right week. Now. Like you're just rolling all over it. And if we could just, I don't care if you roll, but like roll in the aisle in between. I feel like I, can... I would have, uh, I would have pretended to know like the, the, the tongues. I would have just mouthed along and like, you know, I'm like, I, I haven't really learned tongues yet. So I just, I just kind of mouth along. And so, so nobody knows that like, I, I don't know it yet. Ellen appears out of sorts, but apparently at this point she's been in this in the in the in the shit long enough that this has finally broken her. She's yes. like, yeah, I yeah, thank you. Thank God. Convulses and she loses her mind. Thank God. Jesus is here. Jesus is in my heart. We're doing this, folks. We're doing this. Now I'm the one that make, can make people uncomfortable at parties. <laughs> now I'm crazy. I'm the one that shows up at the grocery store. And gets in an argument about fruit juice and then makes it really personal when I start talking about my religious feelings about it. And then makes everyone uncomfortable around me. That's me. All right. I have a really intense stare. That's what I want to be, Mark. Also, I'm not wearing a mask on an airplane. Yeah, that's that is right out. That is right out. It is, it is against how, how will people know I'm speaking in tongues? I guess Answer they will me that. Answer All me right. that. At the beach, Ellen is baptized and is now called Ruth. Why not? Sure. You, you have cast off the old name. You're now part met of the, the... Met the old name. <laughs> same as... Same the as... New name, same as the old name. Same as this other name. Uh, well, Kingo was already taken, so... So, there's, there's There's like five or six Kingos in the group. They can't... No, they, they come up and they're like, what's your new name? And they're like... Have Kingo. Look, watch this. Hey, Kingo, like seven guys turn around. Can I help you? <laughs> You're going to have to pick something. Pick another one. And she's like, there are, there are other ones? I want Kingo. <laughs> uh, Angelina Jolie? As Kingo? I want to say she's also Kingo. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Has anyone seen this movie? Has anybody seen this movie? <laughs> In a year when we listen to this episode, I'll have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm like, what is this Kingo thing? I don't quite understand it. it must that, be something Mark was into. It's probably it's it's, weird. It's, uh, it's some YouTube video they probably sent me at the house. I pretended that I knew what it was talking about. It was. <laughs> Back at the house, Bob arrives, greatest American hero arrives and uh, talks with Ellen's parents. And according to Bob, who's received a postcard from Ellen, she's at a Christian commune up the road and that she's happy. Bob warns uh, Leslie Nielsen, however, because Leslie, Nielsen Leslie, like, Leslie Nielsen, for some reason, keeps pronouncing it commune. Yes, they they all pronounce it commune as in communion. But it's it's it's, it's a commune it's a commune emphasis on as that in first community syllable. But whatever, uh, uh, fine. Who cares? Uh, it, it, yeah, Leslie Nielsen is like that is my daughter. <laughs> they are in possession of one daughter, which is mine. Which is and mine. I'm going, going. I'm going to come get it back. 
And Bob says, well, they don't really take very well to parents up there. So just just be aware of that. They cool. You, they're going to give you the business. Arriving in a local motel, uh, Leslie Nielsen shows up and asks where this dumb co- commune is. <laughs> Guy behind the desk says, you're a dime a dozen. Sir, everybody knows about that commune. If you want to get your daughter back, you're going to need to hire the best, toughest deus ex machina that's ever existed. Roughest, toughest, this side of the the Rio Grande. Uh, He says, I'll get you. I'll get your daughter for you. (laughs) Leslie Nielsen says, well, I don't think we need to do that. If we did that, we would only have a 30 minute episode. And he's like, no, no. The I'm guy, gonna, yeah, the I'm guy behind pad this out a little bit by going and trying to get my daughter. It's guy like, all right, the, if you guy want behind to, the desk is, you want it to be a fifty minute, that's fine. That's not my business. We're stretching, we're stretching it. Guy behind the desk says, "Look, I'll leave a room open for you, but because you're gonna be back, but you can go up to that crazy cuckoo compound all you want, but they're they're not gonna let you have that girl back. We already paid for John Saxon. All right, you're gonna <laughs> get John Saxon. He's already in the room. All right, he's in the trailer." we're doing this all right he had he he had breakfast he said it was bad we're having to order out for lunch all right we're gonna get john saxon the parents drive up to the commune and get waved down at the gate but frank drebin says hey i got an idea eat shit drives past him yeah because the guy says are you saved and he's like save this (laughs) fucking blows dust right up his ass yeah Uh, arriving at the house, Joseph- yeah, I was talking to Jesus 10 minutes ago. He said, Let me in, he said, Let me have any rug in the shop. <laughs> he said, Uh, you can call the uh, complaint line 1 800 eat shit. He says, How's my converting? <laughs> arriving at the house, Joseph says, Look, oh, I'll get Ellen. All right, you just wait right here. She's in the field. She's in the fields. You wait here. I'll go get her. Meanwhile, they're surrounded by those yahoos that want to pray with them. And uh, Leslie Nielsen's like, don't fucking touch me. All right. Andrew, this this is what I'm going to do the next time. This is what I'm going to do later tonight when the police show up. I'm just going to start talking in tongues and praying on them. (laughs) And they're just going to go. We're going to go. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go. go. Joseph goes to Ellen in the field and basically says, who's your father? She says, Jesus. (laughs) Who's your daddy? And what does he do? (laughs) Uh, She says, Jesus, my father. He says, who's your family? She says, well, all of of you lovely people. He's like, that's great. Why don't you come come with me for a second? Uh, Joseph brings Ellen back to uh, Andrew. How different is this from any time a boss has asked you a question at work? It's like, are, am I supposed to do the corporate speak? It's like, hey, you you like working here, don't you? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. There's no, uh, there's no problems working here, right? No, no, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Nothing Someone from the all. Times showed up and was like, hey, how about these hours that you're working? You would, you. How, how, how about these unexplained deaths? And I'd say people die all the time. That's right. That's, That's exactly right. what she would say. We're going to go talk to the times now. <laughs> Come on. I'll be standing right behind you. Don't worry. Ellen says her name is Ruth now. And she says that she ain't got no mom or dad on earth. 
The only father is Kigo. Andrew, it's a shame that she doesn't tell them off. And then as she's turning away, says, and that's the double truth. Ruth. <laughs> they say, well, we're staying at the double tree. So just uh... it's like, I just I had a thing. All right. <laughs> I was doing a thing with a rhyme. Now get in your car and leave. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen says, well, everyone here is it, these are a bunch of crazy perverts, which I was like. That's great. <laughs> That's all of these people who are like, we just want you to talk about Jesus. And you're like, get away from you, crazy pervs. <laughs> pervs. The, uh, this is another, this is probably the thing that I love about this the most is again, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's like, no, they just love Jesus. And the idea of making a TV movie that's like, by the way, if you love Jesus too much, you're kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> having make, that air on like everyone, abc is amazing to me you make everyone around you uncomfortable stop like, it really. stop it it's weird i'm thinking that this is we're missing scenes here because i think we're supposed to see this cult as more sinister than it is but i don't i we haven't necessarily gotten that angle of like as coming off of the herbal LeBaron story where it's like you know, Irvel sees the new girl and it's no, like, Jesus I, told me that that person is my new wife now. Here's what I think it is. I think they got notes that were like, you have to say that they drugged her and raped her. And they were like, but that's not what it's about. It's about Jesus freaks being crazy. And yeah. they were like, you have to put it in or else we're going to get letters. And they're like, all right, we'll have John Saxon say it at the end, but we won't show it in any reasonable way at the motel the parents return only to find john saxon in their in their hotel room and he says that he's very experienced with these folks he says i um blew up your toilet and uh (laughs) i raided the mini bar there's there's a turkey in your in your bathtub (laughs) it's been going two days it's been going for about 90 minutes now you're gonna want to leave that faucet on (laughs) Uh, he says, I'm experienced <laughs> with these folks, uh, so I can help you, but you have to do it my way. All right. I am a D, uh, a D brainwashing, deprogramming expert, but you're gonna have to follow me to the letter. They decide to stake out the compound and follow Ellen's footsteps. Uh, John Saxon says, it'll be hard, uh, but they'll get her. We're going to get her. Yeah, but it's gonna be tough. You might not. She might not recognize you at the end of all of this, but we're gonna get her, ladies and gentlemen. She's not gonna like. We got her. <laughs> I'm gonna do horrible things to your daughter, but trust me, it's better than loving the Lord. Yeah, that's. And they're thing. like, yeah, please. Oh, absolutely. No, no. This is a, death would be better than that. If you have to put one between her eyes, do it, John. <laughs> I'll sign any paper you put in front of me. He also warns that uh, the daughter may hate her for pulling her out of this uh, loving uh, commune that they've got in front of her. Yes. But he's very specific. You have to do it my way. All right. I have power of attorney. You have to sign these papers. Uh, I did it my way. You have to say that. (laughs) Now the end is near. The final curtain, it's around, but you have to be, I did it my way. My way. 
on another stakeout, they realize because this John Saxon has been following these yahoos for a while that they leave at 10 o'clock on the dot Saturday morning to go downtown and uh, to the pier and uh, hassle people walking by about yes. Jesus and, and the good feels. And not at 930, they bathe. Believe me, I know that at <laughs> 11 o'clock they leave and they go harass people. Not uh, me, because I'm a cool guy. Leslie Nielsen. Saxon. Leslie Nielsen is apprehensive, but they decide, look, we're going to kid kidnap her and we're going to get her back. While she's out trying to convert people, John Saxon shows up as the Mark to pretend like he's high on that Jesus. What's oh, that? the Mark? The Mark. Yeah. Not he's, Mark. Okay. I'm sorry. No, yeah, he doesn't show. No, if he showed up as Mark, Mark would see this group cross the street, cross another street, <laughs> cut down. Come back around and then remember that he parked his car over there and be like, fuck, fuck. So then he would just go to a Panera and wait there for four and a half hours until they got tired and left in their bus. Yeah. Parking tickets all over. the. doesn't matter. I'll pay it. I'll pay the ticket. (laughs) Don't want to interact with someone. Now, John Saxon shows up and he's playing the mark because Ellen stops him and says, do you believe in Jesus? Kid, sir, I, sir, sir, can I, can I, can I ask you a question about Kingo, sir, sir? Yeah. Is, sir. is, is he Michi? Is Zendaya Michi or I'm, <laughs> what, what are we even talking which one, about? Which one is which now? Have you accept, accepted Kingo in your heart, sir? Sir? Well, of course I have. I'm, I'm, I'm only human. Of course, Kingo is, <laughs> is alive and well in my heart. Uh, he gives the high sign to Leslie Nielsen, who's driving a big old station wagon, who rolls up. They grab the they they they, kidnap his own daughter. They brace the girl. She's a pushover. She is a pushover. (laughs) And they go. This is what happens. They have some burgers. They have some burgers afterwards. They say, this is what happens, Ellen. This is what happens. (laughs) Killing your father. They uh, grab her in the station wagon and they peel out, pull her out of uh, the, the children of faith. Act three. We the children go, of faith scream. They're, they're like devastated. Bring us our sister they want, back. They want Ruth back. Give me Ruth. Give us our baby Ruth. We've got plenty of Kingos. We need you a can, Ruth. You can have all of the Kingos you want. We only have one Ruth. Back at the house, the D programmer says he works privately and tells the parents no grown-ups allowed <laughs> he puts it on the door he puts it on the door it's spelled wrong the letters are backwards but it's adorable all right pulls down all the shades as well and it says all right here we go we're getting to work i'm gonna scream at you for the next 30 minutes of this movie <laughs> the uh because ellen is resistant she's like i i don't want to be here I love Jesus. I love Jesus. They are a family to me. That is my family. All right. You have kidnapped as, me from my family. As a mother, I oh my was God. horrified. Mortified. <laughs> I don't co-parent with the government. Uh, he, John Saxon says, I want to I, I know more about this Jesus fellow. Tell me about him. Uh, can you help me? And she's yeah. like, I would love to help you. And it seems like the tables have turned. But then John Saxon just puts on a bunch of gloves. He like punches her, punches her. And he's like, shut up. (laughs) 
what's that? What is that movie? Uh, it's a Cary Grant movie, or it's a Spencer Tracy movie where he takes the the grapefruit and shoves. No, it. you're thinking you're thinking of White Heat, and it's um Jimmy Cagney yeah. at breakfast, yes, yeah. and he shoves a grapefruit in a woman's face, and it's that. Yes, that is what he does. Shh. Shut up! Shut up, you Brad. Uh, and it's it's shocking. He is rough with her. He grabs her by the shoulders and shakes her. It might and, be the public enemy. I think that's what it is, actually. I can't uh, re- well, I think White Heat is probably, I made it my top of the world. Public enemy is grapefruit in the face. And I had to guess. the only reason that I know that scene is because there's a Simpsons gag. Because I did it to you. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that was that was a that was a that was a rough hotel breakfast that we had where you found a sliced grapefruit to just shove in my face. And, and like I, I made a big stink about it. I was like, I need a I need half a grapefruit. And they were like, look, man, it's whatever's on the menu is what you can get. It's there's they're like, you could have eggs and bacon, you could have eggs and steak. And I was like, get me a grapefruit. grapefruit. No, there's that there's a the Simpsons episode where Homer Homer and Bart find a uh, big brother and a little brother that they are working with. Yes. Homer's Homer's describing Bart to his little brother, and he's like, Oh, he's very mean to me. And it flashes to a scene where Homer is talking to Bart at the dinner table at the, the breakfast table, and Bart is dressed like that character. And Jimmy he, take, he takes the grapefruit, goes, shut up. <laughs> Uh, and as a kid, I remember being like, I, this is referencing something, but it is just miles above my head. No, as a kid, you were like, I'm going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> That's hysterical. I'm going to do that to mom. <laughs> uh, he works so hard, but I'm going to do this to her because I think it's funny. He's so the deprogrammer is screaming at Ellen. He's like, you, love, her. you love your parents. Le- you know, this Liam Jesus- Neeson is downstairs drinking coffee and he's like, should we? Leslie Nielsen, Leslie Nielsen, not Liam Neeson. Sorry. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. The man, like, up, the man upstairs something? has a very specific set of skills that I do not <laughs> he's, have. He's, has the, he says, midi-chlorians move yeah. throughout <laughs> all of us. They guide us and they bind us. Uh, yes. <laughs> His greatest role of all time. Yeah, the real thing that was taken from us is the midi-chlorians, mini, really. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing is, um, we keep cutting to the parents and they're the, like, the, like should we I feel like something? we should stop this guy from punching our daughter. And they're like, no, cause you can hear upstairs in like muffled yells, like you dumb bitch, <laughs> you love your parents. <laughs> Those Jesus freaks. They don't love you. This uh, is what love is. Bang! Smash! And then, yeah, Leslie Nielsen like smoking a cigarette. He's like, "We'll give him like twenty more minutes." Then, I, it seems like he's a professional. I think already, he knows what he's we doing. Already prepaid. I don't want to lose the deposit on this. He said not to go in there. Downstairs, Leslie Nielsen laughs about the fact that he, at a certain point, asked Ellen. He said, "Look, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you don't start smoking until you're twenty-one," which is great because at the college scene. I love that they that the girl who woke up uh, uh, in bed in the dormitory uh, immediately her roommate started smoking as soon as she woke up inside, which I thought was great. But yeah. Leslie Nielsen laughs to himself that he's like, I offered her a hundred bucks if she wouldn't start smoking until she's twenty one. The wife doesn't really think it's funny, but he's just like, it's it's like 
it's, it's sort of funny. It's kind of funny that it's like she joined a cult instead. I was worried she I would was you know. she start smoking, which in the, in the grand scheme of things seems it's a bit of gallows humor is what I'm trying to say. Anyways, looks like he just sounds like he just punched my, my daughter again. <laughs> I think he broke the water main. The ceiling's leaking. <laughs> the deprogrammer tears down Ellen. He's like, you fucked Joseph, didn't you? You harlot and a whore. She's like, sure, whatever. Now, this is where it gets confusing because where I, it gets muddled because I don't know if that is true because she says that she's a virgin that she's she didn't do anything like that but she also says that like if you're with god you're free and clear to begin with so even if she had done something like that joseph's good so even if they had banged they'd still be considered virginal as something to the effect of her argument but the deprogrammer is you know he's 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 uh he's he's read the he's read the rules, all right? He's given he's nagging her, all right? He's giving her he's giving her he's giving her put downs. He's he's got a big weird hat. He's peacocking as well, so he's got the hat on, all right? Yeah. The guy's the guy's a pickup artist. Um it's very strange. It's very strange and there's a bunch of stuff where yes, where he's like they gave you drugs, didn't they? And she's like, no, I, they no, they didn't give me drugs. I am. He's like, say Jesus. they gave you drugs, and she's like, sure, they gave right. me drugs. Yes, and I he is. Fuck the guy breaking. He is basically brainwashing her on the opposite side. Yes, to break her down because then he also throws her a Bible and he says, "All right, so what would your Bible tell you?" She said, "Kingo is king," and she's like, "Absolutely." Now that's true. That's true. (laughs) All right. Well, you pick the one passage. Fuck. (laughs) Kingo three sixteen says, "I just Kingo your ass." (laughs) All right. Well, he said no because she says, "You know, no love, no one above God." All right. God is the Father. There are no heavenly fathers here. The only Father is in heaven, and the family is at the commune. The commune. And the deep also says, love your father. The deep programmer says, well, what about this? You follow that Bible cover to cover, right? And she says, yes. He says, well, what about this? Basically a contradictory statement in the Bible that says, respect wow, your father. You just blew my mind. Respect your mother. What about this one? Another one. What about the goddamn 10 commandments? Honor thy father and thy mother. Number five, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, I know. I just blew your mind. It says that we can't have synthetic, uh, uh, you know, threads. We can't wear it. We'll go what about all these football players touching uh, pigskin on Sunday? Think about it. Basically, he says that's a West Wing, right? That's what we're doing. <laughs> he cribbed that. That that scene that's in the pilot where right Jed Bartlett comes into the room for some reason. Uh, uh, there's a conservative. Uh, there's a conservative that he's that yelling is, at that is given. Uh, what what's his name? Not Wilford Brimley. Uh, Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford's in hot water because of some reason or another. He goes on some talk show and says the wrong thing. Now some conservative group is after him. Jed comes into the room and makes a big deal that basically is cribbing notes from this like email. They got circulated in, in the late 90s about oh, like, no. all, the, all the contradictory stuff that's in the Bible. That it's like the Bible says this, but it also says this, and it says this, and it also says this. <laughs> yeah, that great Jackie Mason yeah. routine <laughs> says this, but it also says, it says this. this. It says this. It says this. It says this. It's fitzing. 
and uh, uh, supposedly, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Tried to track down who wrote that. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin tried to track down who wrote that. And it was just like, it's one of those things that's just lost. It's, it is, that is a forward, 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 forward. We'll never know. We'll never know. Some, somebody wrote that, but that is, that's, that's kind of a cringy moment in that episode. Cause it's, cause knowing where we are in the internet now, a thousand people, it might seem poignant then, but like that was such, that was such a passe talking point by that point. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tearing down the West Wing. It seems it seems sacrilegious, but the the pilots the pilot did not age well. You see, you watch it now, and you're just like, this is only only the Alan Alda episodes are endorsed by this podcast. Yes, that's we've said that from the reasons. start. We've said, <laughs> you know, back in my day, we had FDR. And he's, oh, yeah. You know, it's just the guy. The guy yeah, back he, in my day, we didn't have the internet telling us about the Bible. He, he put us, to... he put us back to work. He got us, he got us working again, and it was great. We built, we built bridges, we built dams. <sighs> Where were we? I'm sorry. Okay, so basically, he tells Ellen, "Hey, your Bible. Guess what? A load of lies." All right. Bunch it's of a bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's a pack of lies. And you're a liar, which means guess what, baby? You're going to hell. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just having a good time. You stole my Jesus fish. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait, do you have you two are having premarital sex? Well, then it's obvious. You're both, you're going, both to going to hell. That's bogus. <laughs> Finally. The deprogrammer gets Ellen to confess and he's like, say it, say it. She's like, they hypnotize me or they put drugs in my butt or something. I don't know, but yeah. Just let me sleep, you assholes. Whatever you want. All anybody does to me is they don't let me sleep. I just, and then I say whatever they want. And they, I guess they, 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 they gave me that secret needle injection that, uh, it makes me go crazy and now i love jesus but i i don't remember that but yeah fine they, they vaccinated me sure sure great yes right yeah i got the moderna <laughs> now i'm all messed up i'm all crazy just, just stick a magnet to me you'll see I'm a, you'll see I'm it. a transsexual who hates god <laughs> i don't know just please it's, they gave me let the, me sleep for 30 minutes they gave me that good stuff all right i went i went cuckoo bananas and said i just want to pick heads of lettuce all night uh but she's you know a drug that makes you pick lettuce all day <laughs> yeah that's we all that's the one we that's have been, the one i they've got been trying to put that in get that banned in certain states but uh some people they can make it recreationally which it's tough to it's tough to it's tough to narrow it down but you can you know you go and you see them there are certain things that you can buy at like grocery stores and, and convenience stores that you can make that lettuce drug out of <laughs> She says, but that's a lie. They didn't drug me. They didn't hypnotize me. Uh, The parents now are in the room and the deprogrammer gets a little rough with Ellen. And he's like, no, they did. Listen to me. There are four lights. Say what I want you to say, not what they want you to say. Leslie Nielsen says, all right, that's enough. Tries to pull the deprogrammer off and gets a punch in the gut for his troubles. Punches him in the stomach. Ellen pops up and says, no, no, stop. Fine. Fine. No, whatever. That's, that's my father. Leave him alone. Uh, I They lied to me. All right. I can admit that. 
that group lied to me. They they fed me specific things in the Bible. They didn't tell me the whole picture. They lied to me. And this is good enough. We have our daughter back, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we got her. <laughs> That'll be $7,000. The deprogrammer leaves uh, because Ellen says, I just like to be alone right now. <laughs> the deprogrammer no leaves. No way, weirdo. And my the, work is done. But you didn't do anything. Didn't, didn't I? I? Leslie Nielsen says, why do you only work for expenses on this? And as he's eating a big sub, he's like, oh, or I'll tell you. There's a lot of expenses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought that you were only paying for a hotel room? <laughs> oh. The deprogrammer admits that his daughter got caught up in a cult like this, and this is what's fueled his uh, reason to shake these people, these, these his desire to around. punch young women in the face. Uh, and she got pregnant when she was young. It was a real big fucked up cult. And even though they pulled her out of the cult, she doesn't even recognize him anymore. So he wants to prevent that in other people. He doffs his cap and then leaves. Back in Ellen's room, the parents have shown up again and Ellen has a bag packed. And they said, are you going back to the commune? And Ellen says, no, no, I'm getting away from all of you. Crazy asshole. <laughs> she says that she did find God in all of this, but she realizes that she wants a life fulfilled. She hasn't found herself. And now she has to go find herself. So she packs a, one single suitcase, which this is the most baffling part of this movie. She packs a single suitcase and then she walks out the front door and we zoom in on her face. It's it's a still store. It's a freeze frame on her face. And it's like, where are you going? The bus station? The, the, road. the Dairy Queen? Is this one of those things like when, you know, Mark, when he's five, is like, I let her run away from home. I actually did do that. <laughs> and then gets to the playground. I got to the end of the block. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, my shows are on. <laughs> Freakazoid's about to start. And you sprinted back. Nobody knew you were gone. They, they thought you were in the living room. back the in time. through the window. I cried a bunch. I was like, it was so cold. But Freakazoid called me back. <laughs> it's a Cactus Jack episode. <laughs> Candle Jack. Ah, he said his name. And that's the end of Can Ellen Be Saved? Mark, what did you think of this film? Andrew, Ellen's messed up. Ellen's yeah, she, she got, failed uh, by the system. It's, um, yes, she is a she is a woman who is uh, she doesn't failed, know where she belongs. Failed in- by her parents, failed by her school, and then preyed upon, taken advantage of by people who don't have her best intentions in mind because she's just somebody who just doesn't know where she fits in yet, and she's not being necessarily helped out by her support net of family or friends yes i i really loved this movie i thought it was a inadvertently honest portrayal of like late teen alienation from the world and the thing that i really really love about it is that it's like 
it doesn't say that like turning ultra conservative Christian is a cult, but it does say that like probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Well, this it's is stupid and it's weird. This is but like a I cult. can't imagine this I is can't. a cult. They are on they're on a compound. Like they have they have secluded, they have pulled people away specifically it see it i guess the difference would be if it wasn't necessary if they had just if they had changed it around that it wasn't necessarily like jesus specifically if they had been like you know the master the founder yes. is going to be appearing yes if it had been the the movementarians from that simpsons episode yes that is then, the only difference yes and i love that they say explicitly they're like these people love jesus too much and it's weird. It's it's upsetting. And I was like, I can't imagine you make, I can't imagine somebody making this movie now, you know, like this, and and just having it casually air being like, hey, we could get everybody to get on board with the fact that like, this is all a bunch of nonsense, right? And they're well, like, no, you have to change it. You have to change it to Cthulhu. Like, I, but it's I, the same again, thing. I, Again, I think that it, it it's different if it, it, it's it isn't that they have like requisitioned her away, changed her name, uh, and that's that's the thing that I think is missing here is is uh, which I guess helps it. Like you as an audience member are unsure if there's stuff that you disagree with, but you're also like, yes, they're all very happy, but there should be that additional scene other than that very brief scene where, uh, uh, John, what is his name? Joey? Uh, Joseph. Skip. Yeah. Skip. Uh, chip. Joseph says, I just got two cars and like 200 bucks from the pockets of these people. You need, you wanted to see another scene showing, that, that was the other that was, is a bad guy. That's what I'm saying. Like you want to see the scene of him giving her drugs or you want to see the scene of him hitting uh, on her. Like there, there are scenes where having he's sex close, with her. that he's close with her. Like when he's talking with her uh, as she's like speaking in tongues and having a spiritual moment in the field that they're close and that they're, they seem closer than they should be, but there's ever, never a line. There's never that point where we see him. There's never that Herbal LeBaron moment. And again, yeah. I hate, keep, I keep hate, I hate, keep going back to that. But like in comparison to the two films about cults, there is never that moment where we see, we know from the jump that Herbal LeBaron is a bad, bad guy, person. a really bad guy. While Joseph just seems like he's a scumbag who's taking advantage of, uh, uh, teens and 20 somethings that but there's that don't also know their, don't know their place in in society yes but like, they haven't figured out their roles there's also not a lot of distinction as far as i can tell of like joseph's like yes we got a couple hundred dollars so that we can keep this compound running i'm not seeing the like you know mustache twirling like oh it's all a scam that i've set up like I think that he there's, actually well, does believe there's a way. Well, yes and no, which I think I think that's what I love about it is that it exists in this gray area. It reminds me a lot of the Christian youth group that I was in when I was in elementary school. There, There is a moment. There is a moment when they are singing their kumbayas 
Yeah. And we see we see them in the field and they're all sit, sitting around singing their kumbayas. And the camera does a long pan over to the porch of the house. And the only person that's sitting out there is Joseph and he's watching them. And I I don't know if that's just, you know. A, a, oh, I, I think they didn't lock the pan head. <laughs> <laughs> camera's Oops. off balance sorry about that sorry guys yeah it was, was like i'm i'm on my i'm on a i'm on a 10 guys yeah can't i can't t- i cannot touch that camera you're gonna that's a meal penalty uh I, I i it made me think that like we're seeing the fact that joseph is he's not a part of this he's up he's leading it but he does not he's not in the shit because he's the one kind of and he also knows that he's good. He's going to break someone as well. He know he targets Ellen specifically, knowing that he's going to he's going to break her. He says to, to I feel um, like there's there's something to the fact that we don't see him break her, but we do see Jan, John Saxon, our hero, just beat the shit out of her. And it's like, what is the actual worst thing? Like for this poor girl to believe that she found Jesus. Or for John Saxon to punch you and say God doesn't exist. Well, the problem, the problem is, is everyone walks away from this unsatisfied because Ellen already was going into this a sad, depressed woman. Yes. Like we don't get that. There is no scene where it's like, don't you remember when we used to go to, you know, your all Dairy of those. Queen. The, those beauty pageants and it's like mom i didn't want to do any of that you made me do all of that and it right. really i resent you for it instead we jump into this scene where the three of them are having an argument and leslie nielsen is like pitch perfect as like the standoffish like father knows best let's do this fucking shit i'm not going to have a personal relationship with my child Yes. And mom is just along for the ride. And Ellen is like, fuck. I, I don't know to, where I, belong. I need to see a therapist. Like she's she's depressed. Like that's really what it boils down to. She's depressed and needs to talk to somebody. But there is and no she has, outlet. She has for social that. anxiety issues. Yes. There's a lot of issues that she should talk to somebody about and hasn't necessarily cracked that nut. But her parents, uh, her 1974 parents, certainly aren't going to buy into any of that, that head shrinking nonsense. Yeah. So she's just like, going to have to gut it out and go back to school for four more weeks. And that's where it that's where it goes. And it's it is it, it's interesting. It's an interesting take because by the end of it, it's like sure you got your daughter back but is it any better than it was no because she leaves immediately yeah she realizes that her her place is not here with her parents doesn't necessarily feel like it's in college and it certainly isn't at that commune but i don't know where it is so i'm just gonna pack a suitcase and just go to the bus station and see where see where it takes me like that's that's a i'm glad that they didn't just come back and everyone hugged and kissed and that was the end of it like yeah i that i I think it, I don't know if it's as smart. I have to assume that it's as smart as it, as I'm interpreting it to be, to be like, this is actual real human psychology falling apart on the screen because Ellen should be the main character. Right. And yet she does nothing. Yeah. And things happen to Ellen. A bunch of horrible stuff happens to Ellen. And you're like, all right, is this Leslie Nielsen's story? Is this Ellen's story? Is it John Saxon's story? But 
ultimately you come away from it. I don't know, maybe a modern viewer is like my interpretation of John Saxon's role is it's like, oh God, you have unresolved issues with your daughter and you're sublimating it to every person that you meet. Right. That's like the end. That's, that's what it like. I don't know what the artist, what the writer's intent was to be like, oh, his daughter doesn't recognize him. So he punches young women hoping to prevent it from having other people. And it's like, no, he hates his daughter and he hates himself. So he throws out Leslie Nielsen, who is a stand in for himself, saying you're too weak and you can't fix this situation. And then he screams at young women thinking that it's going to fix his own daughter. And I was like, I, it's, it's like a, I, I, it seemed like a play to me. It seemed like a really well-written, well-orchestrated theater play. I will say that uh, I, we're seeing this through 2021 eyes. In, sure. 19, in 1974, like cults were kind of a big deal especially coming off the Manson family, the Manson family, yes, late sixties, early seventies. And even through mid seventies, there was, there was a lot of thought behind uh, and a lot of discussion about deprogramming, you know, just cult talk in general. And, and, and a lot of this is wrapped up in discussing like how the, how the Ruskies are also brainwashing people. Brainwashing yes. was a big thing in the seventies. So this might've also just been a, Let's just a slice, not necessarily like a slice of life, but like, let's look at what did what does a deprogramming actually look like? And that's just what the third act is, is just this intense look of like this guy's getting rough with this person to scream at them until they believe the way he wants them to believe. Whether or not it's true, because who the hell is John Saxon to say that I'm right over? I mean, he's uh, he's Michael Parks. He's being paid to convince her otherwise and break her of this and i i don't know i i think that it's 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 an interesting piece it is it is it's a fascinating piece and it's one of those it's one of the things that i love about like 1970s tv movies is it captures the zeitgeist in a way that i don't think anyone on set really understood they were doing yeah they're just like i'm doing a they got paid for two weeks and they're going to show up they're going to do this but like john saxon's really good in this Leslie Nielsen. Everybody's going hundred percent. Yes. Everyone is doing very well in this film. And uh, I, I, if, if you haven't seen it, you probably haven't seen it. I would, I'd give, this is a surprise for me. I was surprised. I thought this was going to be, cause I was expecting the other thing I was expecting is I was expecting the cult to come back into it at the end of act after that mid act two, that it's like, the two of them are going to tussle over her. They're going to show up at the house. She signed some paperwork that says she's part of this. Now she's ours, something, something, but like, no, that's they a film s- budget. If you have a film budget, you pay for the cult to come back and they snatch her. her up in broad daylight and then lock her in a room and scream and at her scream at until her. she says, you're right. I'm wrong. Sure. Whatever. I, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I, I Kingo is not is not is not in my heart, and he never was. I'm an Athena girl. That's uh, that's, that's one of the other characters. Athena. Athena is the character's name. Icaras, <laughs> and uh, the world uh, global warming is caused by a Titan baby yeah. being born in Earth. Yeah, that's right. Yes, we all we 
We all know this. Whatever the hell you want me to say. They stood idly by, Mark, while the destruction happened. Where was Thanos? Where was he? Where does this stand against the snap? Were any any of the Eternals snapped out? Is that, ever dis- is that ever discussed? That There's, is actually a good question. If it's 50-50, one of them, at least Should, you would think. the group. Well, Kingo obviously is not going anywhere. No, well, you're, you can't snap Kingo out. Uh, would you recommend this film, Mark? Very much, yes. Yes, I agree. With I, the, with, very much through the lens of 1974, because I think it is unintentionally, inadvertently, or possibly intentionally smarter than it has any right to be yeah it's it's interesting it's a fascinating look uh into this and it's written it's it it goes places that you expect it to go but it also it it, it's written in a way that you walk away from it you're thinking about it yeah like i've been thinking about it a lot like i talked to strangers about this <laughs> and they're like so just take the money sir sir get on the bus like i just need you to i just need to know if you accept i need go i need you to have you but les liam neeson was in a movie in 1974 <laughs> and they're like sir are you sure that's correct because that yes that it was liam neeson he no, had, it doesn't seem right he no been, he was there he's the white hair guy from from naked gun and they're like no. you mean leslie nielsen I was like, no 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 no, it was always Liam Neeson. All right. It was always Liam Neeson. Then you start speaking in tongues, but it's just it's just the script to nonstop. But I'm also like. just knocking over lettuce heads at my uh, pavilions <laughs> and they're like, clean up on aisle seven. He doesn't want to wear his mask, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's not wearing his he's mask. Not, not wearing, we have to throw this lettuce away. We have to throw all this lettuce away. Uh, a big recommend from both of us. So I would say, yes, can Ellen be saved? Maybe to be continued. Can she? St- I wonder if there's a sequel to this. You know, we see her. Was Ellen saved? <laughs> is that the follow up? I'm trying to figure it out. Because Leslie Nielsen is like, well, she's been gone for two years, but the police haven't told us anything. So she's <laughs> so must, everything's all she right, must still baby. be OK. Well, uh, for next time. We're uh, heading towards the end of November here, but we still have one more question to ask. And it's this from 1980. Where are the files? <laughs> I mean, we've all seen them, but where where are they? Where are have the you done your own research? That's the question. <laughs> from 1986, it is an ABC after school special starring Bo Bridges entitled can a guy say no? <laughs> On today's after-school special, he was just your average kind of guy. Yo. Until he met the cutest girl in town. It would be so much better, especially the first time it was with somebody you love. Hi, Scott. Hi. Bo Bridges stars Can a Guy Say No? Today's after-school special. That's right, folks. The question you've always been asking yourself, look, I'm a guy and I'm tr- this lady is just trying to bang me. But can I, can say, I no? say no? Can I? Legally, am I allowed to? Do I need to consult a lawyer? They'll shoot me if I say no. <laughs> That's for next time on Television Movie Night. But you can always go back and listen to past episodes at soundcloud.com forward slash 
TV Movie Night Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, also on iTunes. Leave a review there. It would help us out greatly. You can also subscribe to us and listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more. SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew. Does he live inside you? Have you washed your hands with the blood of Kingo? I yeah. Do you want to be happy? I I would. If Do you want Kingo to love you, I more than anything, more than anything. Well, it's probably not going to happen.